ML Nation, episode 505. Think about who do you love, who loves you, what are you grateful for, the people around you. I think that's when vision starts to download. Everything starts from a place of gratitude. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring off special guests today. There's a couple I've been wanting to get on the show for the longest time. We have Anthony and Kate Golay out from Australia. Hey, Anthony and Kate, are you ready to make it happen? We can't wait to make it happen, Simon. We're on, my man. Let's do this. Let's do it. So Anthony and Kate were high school sweethearts. They have three kids, six, eight, and 10 years old. Anthony is a chiropractor, and they owned five wellness centers. They've also produced a health documentary called Overfed and Undernourished, also authored the book Raising Healthy Families in Unhealthy Times. Now, this power couple, they said no to network marketing for over six years before they finally got started. But once they committed to the profession, they were able to have tremendous success and sell off for the traditional businesses really quickly. Uh, Anthony and Kate have reached the top positions in the company and live on the beach with the three kids somewhere in a romantic, beautiful place between Gold Coast and Byron Bay, whatever that is. But it sounds really, really cool. Somewhere, when I ask you where you're from, like somewhere between Gold Coast and Byron Bay. But anyway, hey, I've given ML Nation a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how'd you get started? Yeah, we. Uh, I was a chiropractor. I love being a chiropractor. I did that because I really wanted to help people and make a big difference. So we had a, a really booming center on the Gold Coast. And then I thought bigger is better. So we opened a second center and it went well. And then that was it. The vision was 100 centers. We got to five and the wheels kind of started to fall off. I got to do what I wanted to do, but my darling wife wore the brunt of all the back end, all the business stuff, the accounting All the things that no one else wanted to do, that was on my shoulders. So we kind of found ourselves redlining in life and we were helping everyone. We're making such a massive impact to so many people and we were building a great team, but it was coming at the cost of our family, our values. And, you know, very early on in our journey, uh, we have been exposed to personal development from a very young age. And so we always had big goals and big dreams and a vision for what we wanted to create. And we found ourselves at a point where it was like, this is not going down the path, uh, you know, that we really thought was going to be. So, yeah, we're walking along the beach one morning and Kate just stopped and turned to me and said, I'm done. And I'm like, what do you mean you're done? So not the relationship, the business, I'm out. And uh, for me, it was like saying I'm letting go of my firstborn because our businesses were our babies before our real babies. But looking back, it was the greatest decision and blessing. So... I forged on and tried to make it happen on my own, which was impossible. Uh, but been watching uh, a dear friend of ours in the business for, you know, six years. And uh, she did a beautiful job of just keeping the relationship open. You know, we were never put into a corner to make a yes or no decision. Her and her husband always just kept us abreast of what was going on. And then I think, you know, when the pain was there of our smaller traditional business, it made sense just to take a closer look. 
but we definitely weren't doing the business. It was going along to see what we could apply that she was doing well to our traditional business. Hmm. Let me ask you, you said you started personal development at a young age. How early did you start personal development? Because I find that very fascinating. Yeah, so in my, I was early 20s. So we went to our first Anthony Robbins event. That was kind of the beginning. Uh, and we had some really brilliant mentors around us that had just put us on the right path. For some reason, we've always had, always been inspired by people that had, had created things in their life and always been curious about what they had done. And so our original mentor who uh, got us into chiropractic in the beginning, he literally gave us a huge box full of John Maxwell tapes. And uh, so we were always plugging in the good stuff in our ears from a really you know early age. So why did you say that, uh, know the network marketing for six years? It was, it, was this something you had stigma against the profession or is it you were just too busy and overwhelmed with the uh, chiropractor centers? A bit of both. I, through my teens, very lost, very socially awkward. Sport was my thing. And when I finally, someone saw something in me, my chiropractic mentor, and took me under his wing and I looked at his lifestyle, I'm like, that is nirvana. And I'd already done a degree, so another double degree. It's like three degrees, eight years of my life invested, and then a lot of money, you know, starting our traditional businesses. And so I guess when you're in so deep, there's definitely some ego there because I'm Dr. Anthony, I have three degrees. You know, I wouldn't be one of those people. So there was definitely some ego, definitely some stigma around, you know, I'd seen people, my parents had dabbled in three or four different you know, MLMs, which I watched them do really poorly. I guess that's the other thing. And so it's like, why would I go and, you know, put myself in awkward situations and lose friends? That was my overarching, I guess, view of what it was about. So how did you overcome that? So your parents did three or four companies that never really made much money. How did you overcome the, hey, this, is, this could work? Uh, I think it's all about modeling success. And so when we decided that we are all in on this, the first thing that we did um, seven weeks into the journey was we got on a plane and we went to an international conference. And so getting ourselves out of our comfort zone around people that had already gone where we wanted to go, uh, that really painted the vision for us. And then our mentors who had gone before us, just really locking down with them and not looking left or right, but just trusting that they had our back, they knew what they were guiding us to do, and we just took massive action. And you jumped on a plane. You, The people who are doing the best in our company, they are in Europe, so Kate and our upline jumped on a plane, went out, hung out with them for, what, a couple of weeks? Yeah. And just saw what were they were doing. And you make up in your mind they must be like some kind of superhumans and they're beautiful people, but I remember you saying, you know, they're the top earner in mm-hmm. Europe, but they'd still drive two hours to an event and no one showed up. Mm-hmm. And I think it just took them off the pedestal going, they don't have anything more than what we have. It's just actually get to work. Yeah. Mm. So uh, let's take you uh, take us back to the story. So when you finally decided to do uh, network marketing, uh, this is before that conversation on the beach where you said no more, Kate, or was it right before then? What was the timing of this? Uh, we decided just before. So actually in the beginning, Anthony, it was another brilliant idea to get started with another project. And I was thinking, okay, here we go. I'm... I'm the one that gets all the stuff put on my plate. So you go off with this great idea and I know how this is going to go. But what happened really quickly is I caught the vision actually I think bigger than you. 
And so I was like, right, I'm in. I'm doing this. Tell the the ugly story. Well, we we went to this conference and I think one of the things that had been lacking in my life was fun. I, I wasn't, I was doing a lot of things that I was good at and I was a yes person to many people, but I wasn't fulfilled. And so when we went to this international conference, I had the time of my life. And I saw just the ability to create experience and culture where people got to be themselves, have fun, have experiences that they would never have with everyday life and getting to dream again. And that really lit a fire in me. So I think when I came back from that conference, Anthony um, was, we had to get back into traditional business, you know, just to, to keep things going. And I kept on dreaming bigger and, and that was the first time in a long time that I actually kind of was like, you know what, this is what I really want to create. So I caught that and then it was, you know, really from there, that was the decision made. Hmm. How did your a sponsor follow up with you? Because obviously she did, a, uh, they did a really good job, right? They didn't annoy you because otherwise you'll never, how did they, how often would they touch base with you? How often, how did they follow up for six years? Well, it was definitely friendship first. So another mutual friend and mentor of ours connected us together and it was catching up around family, um, you know, kids. We'd often go to like a farmer's market and we'd see them and just be trading stories around life and business. And we were always being curious about anyone that's created success. I love to know how they've done it and what they've done. So we would always have conversation, but it was never, she wasn't chasing us. But the final piece of the puzzle was um, someone was coming to town to speak mm. and uh, mm. she just said, oh, my gosh, this guy's amazing. This is what he's done. Come along if you want to check out what he's up to. And so she knew what drove me. She knew it was success principles. And so, yeah, of course I'm going to go along and check it out. And then it was just a normal business event, we realize now. But I think my ears were ready because of the pain in that part of our life of going, okay, you know, if the wheels are falling off at five centres, 100 is going to be catastrophic for our relationship, for our family. So I think um, it was timing. It was using stories. It was keeping friendship first. And when we spoke about she would always ask us, how's business, what's going with this, how's the staff? Uh, and so just asking the right questions to bring out our pain points. So it's like uh, there's always, always a saying that I always teach that there's never a bad prospect just the wrong time for the right prospect. And you're obviously the wrong time for six years until finally the pain point hit. And then you went to that event and you came on board, right? Mm. Uh, you did that really well right after the bat. Why do you think you did well while a lot of distributors would be struggling at the beginning? I feel that we made a decision. I, I really decided from the get-go, particularly when we caught the vision of the big, when we went to that international conference, I'm going to be up there. I know this is happening. It's just a matter of when. So one of, I guess, our strengths is taking massive action. That's always been when we have an idea, we're pretty quick to turn that around into, you know, follow through. So I think that was probably one of our biggest strengths. And I think we'd been doing the business for, you know, at least a decade prior. We'd done a lot of personal development. We had come from a traditional business background where, in our, in our chiropractic wellness centers, it was very deliberate how to make a, um, a nice customer experience. And then because we were looking to expand on a big scale, we had a system to bring on staff to train them to deliver that experience. So I think, you know, sometimes people go, oh, overnight success, but what did they bring as a background to the profession? So I think, you know, we, we took that 
previous skill set and it was easy to transition into this. The other thing that we were doing is we would be out in the community and shopping centres doing free health checks for people, getting rejected a lot. And we actually didn't really think about piecing that all together until just recently going, you know, people get so upset when they get a no in this profession. We were getting no's and paying to get no's. We would pay to go to a shopping centre and be rejected by person after person to hope that you might help 10 or 15 people in the day. So that's something that I think a muscle was built a long time ago. So we, it wasn't uh, a fearful thing for us when we were you know, deciding to get started in this. Was there a specific aha moment where things uh, after or a light bulb moment that after this things really start taking off for you? Yeah, for me, um, as Kate said, we got back from that conference and I had to just get back to work in our traditional business. Mm. But uh, our company conference was coming up in Australia and uh, one of the, the top earners, I think, in the profession had come over, been in the industry, you know, two, three decades. And uh, we wound up at a luncheon and uh, I was always looking at the opportunity of network marketing in 12-month blocks. And what we could earn out of our chiropractic centers, you know, outdid that. And then uh, this guy, he sat across from me and he said, where will you be in 20 years? And that was it. And uh, I know he had earned almost $100 million out of the industry in that time. And then I kid you not, we leave the conference. I got back and I had a mentor in chiropractic as well who'd been in the, the chiropractic business for 20 years. And I said, hey, the surf's going off. Let's go for a surf. It's Saturday. And he's like, no, I've got a spinal screening, which is what Kate was just describing. So he was going to the local shopping center to stand there and say, hey, we've got the free spine check. Would you like? And I just pictured 20 years forward to be the $100 million earner or still standing in the shopping center. So that's where I think my aha came from and just – um, I guess it's our tag. It's like having a long-term vision for this. It's not what you can do in the first 12 months. You know, it's the five-year, 10-year, 20-year journey of what this can be. Mm, really good. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But um, I want to ask you my favorite question in a second. But before we do that, I just want to recognize this episode's show ambassador. That's Jade Anderson Jenkins from Jamaica, New York. Congrats on being a show ambassador. Um, you will get recognized on the show notes page on this great episode from Kate and Anthony Golay. We'll link to your Facebook profile. And if you want to be a show ambassador, all you have to do is share this Facebook broadcast. You're all getting tons of nuggets of wisdom from uh, Kate and Anthony. And we're going to go dive deeper about how to increase your customer base and a lot of the uh, leadership and duplication nuggets here. But if you like this, share this. And then at the end of the interview, we'll randomly choose a person to be a show ambassador. So congrats again. Uh, let's go back to the show. So here's my favorite question. What is your worst moment in network marketing to the point that you maybe have second thoughts say, hey, why do I do this? Because I know you've had a lot of success, but it's got to be up and down. What's the lowest low you've had in this profession? I would have to say that one of my lowest lows was a time where a very, very dear, close friend of mine for a long time, I had been chatting with her probably not as directly as I could have. So these are the lessons that I've learned since. But if I, since, but if I go back to that time, I had just assumed that she was going to join me. And we'd been chatting about business and chatting about products. I knew she'd been trying some other products and things with another company. And then a mutual school friend had also got started in the business with another team. 
So it kind of got me to go, oh, all right, I'm going to have this conversation and, and you know, really just know that, great, we're going to work together. And so got on the phone and said, hey, you know, I'm really excited. And she said, oh, look, I'm just letting you know I've ordered from our friend. She was her bridesmaid and the godmother of our daughter. Wow. (laughs) And I love her to bits. And so I know she'll probably listen to this. And this is actually one of the most beautiful lessons for me. So I'm incredibly (laughs) grateful for it. Back to the time, though. Got on the phone and um, and I was like, look, that's fine. And she said, oh, look, I've ordered the products from our other friend. I'm like, that's great. We can still work together. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, she's going to join me anyway. We can transfer, order, whatever. Uh, and that wasn't the case. So I found out that, no, she had decided to join my friend. And at that time, the rejection and all the stories that I had made up about myself was heartbreaking. And so I thought, wow, well, like if my – dear friend isn't joining me, why Like, why would anyone? And I just went on this kind of downward spiral. So it was a really big deal for me at the time thinking, like, what's the point? Since then, we, I am so happy for her and I really saw the blessing in all of it. But I would have to say I was probably a year and a half into the journey, had a fair bit of success. So I kind of was just expecting. And I think that the lesson that I got from that is that, you know, people do join people that they resonate with and that for the right reason. And so I've been able to coach and mentor my team through that many times over now and to be able to smile on that. But at the time, it was devastating to me. So you had uh, told her about the business, you had approached her, but she just didn't join you. Correct. It wasn't like you didn't tell her about it. I, she knew what I was doing, but I, I probably I wouldn't wasn't direct enough to say, mm. you know what, you're amazing. Let's do this together. I just kind of danced around the conversation. So that lit a fire in me to go, well, who else am I not having a real conversation with to tell them how much I admire them, that I'd love to do this, that I see, you know, that we could be amazing together. So that was um, a, a great lesson for me. <laughs> so you were kind of like wishy-washy. You're not confident. You kind of told her you weren't direct. You let her off the hook and stuff like, hey, let's do this. This is awesome. And then she, she, people ultimately are buying confidence, right? She probably, she probably didn't sense that certainty and confidence from you. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Great lesson. Great lesson to have learned, but a painful one at the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, share a little bit about growing a strong customer base. Cause I know you have yeah. a, a huge customer base worldwide. So uh, for us, we health has always been our passion. And so um, we had a, a very clear vision before getting started in this profession to have a global impact. We really wanted to create that. And so that's always been in the back of our mind and our belief around health and vitality and the what's happening in the world out there. We were really passionate about getting that message across. So for us, with building a strong customer base, we've been really big on adding massive value to people around all the elements of health. So not particularly just about our products, but to help people make changes and upgrades in their lifestyle um, so that they feel good about that. So I think that's been probably a strength of ours to create a program that really encompasses all of the elements of wellness because that's our passion. Yeah, huge. We started with a big vision and I think people will join um, a mission or a movement and then they'll join you and then they'll join the product and then they'll join the company. And so we thought about that probably unconsciously at the time, but in hindsight, I think we've done a pretty good job. So tribal wellness movement, and it's very clear that we want to make an impact on the health of the, of the globe. And so it's easy to lead with that. And then comes next, you know, all of the amazing accessories and uh, add-ons with our program. And um, I think we didn't make it about us as well. You know, we have a fairly in-depth health background that we 
collaborated with the people that we knew to put this program together. And so when someone joins us, it's not just here, take the product and I hope you have a good result. You know, they can get just as much value on a month-to-month basis with the webinars we run and the different challenges and themes. Yeah, so adding value, I think that's really been our, our big thing. Let's shift gears a little bit. How do you... And especially in this day of age where it's like uh, we live in a distraction economy. People are chasing the shiny object. They see the social media, something new. They jump around. How do you prevent that uh, instant gratification and stay fo- – how do you stay focused and miss all this, you know, temptations for instant gratification? You look at me? Uh, <laughs> I think for – well, if I go from our own personal experience and then the culture that we're creating within our team, it really is – Uh, looking for that long-term vision of the impact that you can create over time. And one of the things that uh, we really focus on is is that culture within our organisation. We have people on our team that I know will be with us for life and it's making it not so much about the title and the achievement and all of the things which you can focus on, but it's how our team are feeling about themselves, how they're feeling as a collective. That's a really big thing for us. Yeah, whether you have the title, the recognition, the commission check, the money, you can feel the feelings of having that now. You don't have to get there. It's like, and so we put a lot of emphasis on every three months at least we're doing something awesome with our team. Um, it's a big deal to go from Australia to the States, you'd know, you know, that we'll take a plane load of people over to Vegas and do some cool events there, extra experiences, everything from party buses to doing board breaks in Canyon at Red Rock. At the start of the year, we always have a big boat challenge where people can hop onto this luxury yacht and earn their way onto it. And so what we're seeing is the sideline buddies that people are creating, they're friendships that are thicker than they've ever had. Mm. And that's what gets people to stay, whether they're earning no money, $500 a month or, you know, $40,000 a month. It's those feelings and relationships which make it sticky. So these cool things like Vegas trips, boat challenges, board breaks, uh, can anyone go on your team or have to hit a certain incentive to go? Anyone can go. There's a couple of uh, things that are incentive-based that they let that everyone – it's an equal playing field, so everyone has the ability to qualify to get to those. But for the majority of what we do, uh, it's anyone can come, whether you're a day, uh, you know, on the team or whether you've been with us from the get-go. Cool. They, do they have to earn the right to go or like anyone can just go to be part of it? Except for the, our, a couple of challenges and incentive trips that we have that they need to – achieve a certain, you know. Oh, so this goal. is outside of those. This is uh, anyone can yeah. go to have fun. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. What a concept. Anyone can have fun anytime. <laughs> well, it's, it makes sense because Kate was, wasn't was having fun before she got started, right? right. That you're, yeah. And then so it's like you track where you are. You, you, you know, people, and I think if they have fun, they stay in there long enough, sooner or later they get the breakthrough. Yes. I think the other thing as well is uh, working with your team as a team, not from a leader-employer mentality. I see some leaders that have kind of, they treat their team as staff and they Mm. try and manage them and that that just doesn't create longevity at all. So I think, you know, really creating that team culture is really important. Yeah, especially if people join network marketing to get out of that boss mentality, right? They they want to be independent. So hey, uh, uh, shifting gears. Something I want to talk about, how do you build a business as a spouse? 
without getting on each other's nerves? How do you two do it? We were actually hoping to get some coaching while we're here. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I think we have very different skill sets. My strength is recruiting. I'm not that great at answering all those lovely initial questions that we get asked, whereas Kate is so beautiful, so patient, so nurturing. She's just got that mama instinct where I just throw my hands in the air and she's like, come here, here it is. So I think it's definitely a tag team. Uh, I couldn't do this on my own. Running reports, numbers, I go fetal in the corner. That's (laughs) Kate's strength. So it's playing to our strengths. It is playing to our strengths. However, you know, we've been working together for – 17 years in traditional business and now in this, there's definitely teething challenges because, for example, I work very differently to Anthony. He can do things in a few blocks, hour blocks, and then he's got to go surf, kite surf, run something, whereas I can be at a desk. You know, when we were in traditional business, I was kind of sitting at my desk for 12, 13 hours a day minimum just doing the hard slog. So we work very differently and I think – it's taken some time for us to get in our zone. We'll have a few Zooms where you'll have that friendly kick under the table like, all right, you can stop talking. It's my turn now. So it, it definitely comes with its challenges. It's only happened once today so far. <laughs> it definitely comes with its challenges. But, um, you know, we have just really been able to see where our strengths lie and just focus on that and, and be a stronger team that way. Very cool. Hey, let's talk about follow-up. I recently interviewed Shani Thompson, who uh, you recruited, right, Anthony? Yes. So you met her at a Tony Robbins event. It it wasn't Tony Robbins. It was a personal development event. It was on finance and her partner, now husband, Matt, was there and then he had her along the second day. Yeah. And there was a little exercise where we needed to break out with a partner and that's how we met. So just uh, for those listeners and viewers, Shani Thompson is a top earner, hit the top rank, you know, six-figure earner and took a long time. I forgot how long it was. It was over a year, two years, right? Before, How long was it before she finally joined the business? It was a while. I don't think it was that long. I didn't know Shani that well. That was the first time I'd met her. But I remember having this conversation where I said, tell me about you know what lights you up. She's like, I want to have this amazing center and staff and Pilates and all these things. And mind you, I'm transitioning out of that. My vision was 100. I'm at five going to four, three, two, one. And I was like, how do I get her to see the thing that she's creating is going to be a monster. And, uh, and I just said to her, what do you really love to do? And she's like, travel. I said, well, you'll never travel again. (laughs) (laughs) And she told me later, months and months, years later that she went home and told Matt, her partner, I was an idiot. (laughs) Um, but I think it, you know, it kind of ticked away at her. And so she ran a, a health coaching challenge that month and had like 16 people start but she said it was the hardest month she's ever worked and she did one little talk about our product and all of the participants started on it so that half hour talk was the most productive financially out of the whole month and so the next month she's like right what do i need to do i mean hmm so uh, how did you follow up with her before she got started? How did you t- – I mean, she thought uh, you were an idiot because uh, you kind of shut down her dreams, right? Because you wanted – how did you – but she, she said raving things about how you approached you were very professional. 
Because uh, I think this is something that most, a lot of our listeners can benefit from. A lot of people, they meet someone and they just, oh, they verbally vomit, they get too excited. But you did it the right way where, you know, she respected you. She still took your calls. And eventually she came in. Yeah. So I found commonality. I said, you know, what do you do? What are you up to? What do you love? And it was around health. And so I said, hey, me too. At that time, we hadn't done a documentary. So that was kind of like my business card. So the next day, I actually brought her in one of the DVDs. I said, hey, here's our movie. Let's stay in touch. Connected on Facebook. That was it. And then uh, she actually came in briefly as a patient while I was still a chiropractor. And I was very new. I don't know if we were in the business at that point. When you met her, no. No. And so it wasn't until later when this peach girl kind of popped in my head and I'm seeing her on Facebook and Instagram, which was all new to me. I had no understanding of that world. But then when I, you know, the blinkers kind of came off and we saw what this could be and I went into active recruiting mode, it was just building that relationship again, you know, connecting, hey, what are you doing, what you're up to? And then I just asked the question outright. We're starting an online program. I see you're pretty active in that space. Um, I'd love to chat. Maybe it's something we can collaborate on. Awesome. Hey, thank you for sharing that. It is the fortune is in the follow-up. All right, yeah, you just need sure. a couple of leaders. Hey, um, as we go towards the end of the show, some quick questions to pick your brain. Okay, and these could be quick one sent one or two sentence answers. And I'd like to hear from both of you. So uh, I guess the ladies first, Kate. What is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Mine would be uh, an imperfect plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. I'm all about just I see so many people waiting till it's all perfect to then step into action and then often that never happens, whereas I'm like just let's do it and I'll learn along the way. So it's definitely one of my favorites. What about you, Anthony? Uh, Fate whispers to the warrior, you cannot withstand the storm. The warrior whispers back, I am the storm. Mmm, deep. I love that. I got to rewind. Hit that rewind button. ML Nation, listen to that again. Hey, what is one habit that's helped you become successful? I would say um, working on our vision. Working on our vision has really been a huge thing. And that zero lag time. You know, if we're at an event, a seminar, we're kind of half listening, but already starting to apply what they're saying, sending the message. So just, yeah, immediate action. Yeah, it goes back to imperfect plan. It's better than a perfect plan. Yeah. Hey, uh, um, you can go a little deeper than this because you talk about vision a lot and from the chiropractor to where you are now. For those who are struggling to come up with vision, because it's not like something they teach you in schools, right, or mm-hmm. as your job, how can someone come up with a vision? What's the best way? So someone's new, like, what I go, what I hit this vision word, where do I start? What would you recommend? Hit the gym. You've got to, you know, it's a muscle that you need to build. And you, you can't expect to just have this immediate download of a vision if you haven't exercised that muscle. Mm. So it's creating the ritual. It's creating the consistent daily time. Uh, like you alluded to, we live in a world of distraction. So much of our energy is demanded of us and you can't have a vision while ever that static's coming into your mind. So things like whether you call it meditation or prayer, but just having some quiet time. Uh, I know Shani uh, mentioned Miracle Morning that piece of the puzzle of just getting up, not touching any devices, not speaking to anyone, just going to a quiet place and just starting from a place of gratitude, you know, so if you just start to breathe into your heart and think about who do you love, who loves you, what are you grateful for, the people around you, I think that's when vision starts to download. Everything starts from a place of gratitude and when you start 
vibrating at that frequency, it's out there waiting for you. And then it's just exercising it. So daily, you're just getting into the feelings of being in that space. Mm. One of our mentors that we um, met really early on, we were in our early 20s, um, Dr. John Martini. I remember going to one of his events and he spoke about when it comes to vision and goals and all of that, a lot of people, there's self-sabotage can come into play where we feel guilty for having a goal to create a certain income or to, you know, have a certain thing. And often that's because our vision is beyond, isn't beyond ourselves. And when you are starting to think about the people that you can help beyond you, uh, it's so much that will start to pull you into action and pull you into stepping outside of your comfort zone. So one of the activities that he gave us, and we literally did it straight away, was writing down a list of 200 benefits or reasons of building a business that serves others and yourself. So what you can do is uh, say a list of 100 on the 100 benefits of you building a business that serves. What are you going to get out of it? How's it going to make your life better? What are you going to be able to do? How can you, you know, live a better life? And what's another 100 reasons that you get to make an impact? Who's the person that is off their medication now? What's the mama that's able to be there for those magic moments with her babies? And literally just getting a list of that, whether it's happened or it's going to happen in the future. And when you look at that and you just see what you have in your hands and what's possible that for you to create, uh, that is something that's compelling and that will get people dreaming bigger and doing more every single day. And you applied that with your, um, do you want to share that? We, we went through that process when we were in traditional business and we literally wrote a list down of 200 benefits and we did nothing differently. In that month in our business, we had a record turnover and we had record turnover in our other centers as well. Our marketing, every, nothing changed, but our vision expanded and we had done the same in, in you know this business too and it's completely changed and we always are working on that. We're always adding to that list and looking for more ways of being able to make a difference. Yeah, thank you. Great nuggets of wisdom right there. Emma Nation, make that list. 100 benefits for you, 100 benefits for the world. There you can start there from the vision. All right, uh, let's get back to, as we wrap up the show, a couple quick questions. What's the best advice you ever received, Kate? Best advice I ever received? Ooh, um, I would have to just say when you are more loyal to your, the opinion of yourself than anyone else, then you will live the life that you really, truly deserve. Yeah, um, to find your, your values and live life through your values because if you're uh, living through shoulds, that's other people's injected values on you and it's where all of your stress comes from so yeah being really clear on what your values are and living your life in accordance with those highest values what's your favorite prospecting tool so you so say you have a qualified prospect do you send them to a facebook group tag them a video do you send them a youtube video do you meet one-on-one or do you resume what do you like to do we originally initially start with a preview group around our program and business opportunity and then from there jumping on a zoom and, and getting face to face if we aren't local to them do you have a, any online resource like a dropbox or evernote or favorite app on your phone that you could recommend uh, i love asana to manage my projects and tools um, but yeah facebook is obviously spotify spotify he's out surfing music <laughs> i just need music <laughs> That's good. Uh, and being in state is important to me. So to have, you know, the, the songs of the world at my fingertips is amazing. What's the last type of music you listen to? Lots. Um, anything from 
like Rage Against the Machine, Nirvana, Eminem, right through to really emotive, like Braveheart, uh, background music, like James Horner type stuff. Good stuff. Uh, what's one or two books you could recommend to ML Nation? I love The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins, all around that taking action. So that's one of my favorites for sure. I, I like novels. I spent like two decades just deep in personal development stuff. And I actually just like to read stories. But things like Shantaram, Papillon, Unbroken, where it's a story of resilience, uh, resilience and overcoming adversity. And here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Bring it on. Separate answer for both of you. So imagine you had to start all over again, and you know one. So you didn't know each other, didn't know your kids, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do to find prospects and build an ML business from scratch? Uh, first thing I would do is I would go find uh, Facebook groups of my people you know, they have the same interests and passions uh, as me. And I would go into those groups and I would add massive value. So I would just be all about adding value to that to them versus trying to like and, and, and Facebook friend them and, and really add the value first and then build the relationships from there. What type of groups would you join? What type of interests, what's your hobbies and passions? It would be around health, around travel, uh, around raising healthy families. That's definitely kind of where I like to spend my time. For me, I would just keep doing the stuff that I love to do. You know, the number of people I've spoken to when I'm surfing and they're like, it's the middle of the day, you got the day off. No, this is what I do. I've got an online business. Oh, what's that? I may, if you want to check it out, be on Facebook, check this out. So I, I would just do life. And I think when you're living life in, as I said, in accordance with your highest values, um, that's what you're here to do. And people are drawn to that because it's so rare. So I would, I would just go and do more of the stuff that I love to do, but, you know, be deliberate in starting conversations with people in that space. Awesome. As we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect and follow you? Um, so best way that people can connect with us is uh, to check out dreamlifestylers.com. That's our, that's our thing. We're really passionate about helping people create their dream lifestyle. Last words of advice. I think the biggest thing that I found when I was first getting started in this is that I'd stopped dreaming. I really had, I, I remember going through certain goal setting things and just there, I couldn't write anything down because I just thought, well, how on earth can I even create that? I didn't see a path. And when we started dreaming more and then also thinking about the impact, the person that we would love to help, the family member that we'd love to be able to give back to, just to expand that beyond ourselves, that's when business truly changed and what we were able to create, the impact just became unstoppable. So I think that's really important. When I talk to people that are feeling a little stuck, I don't like to use that word, but when they're feeling that way, it's because their beliefs and vision is about themselves. It's not beyond that. Yeah, get out of your head, get into your heart get that vision, the only way is to start conversations. Conversations is business. So if you're not having conversations, you don't have a business. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you may hang out with two of them, Kate and Anthony Golay. So keep up the momentum. Go to mlnation.com. Just click on the podcast tab. And then you see the show. Click on the show notes. And all the nuggets of wisdom, uh, the links to reach out to Kate and Anthony and the, the books they recommended will be right there. Hey, in order to be successful in life and in network marketing, you must help others. So 
Kate and Anthony, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We appreciate you and we're grateful to you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Simon. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan, recap and review of awesome show from Anthony and Kate Golay. Go to mlnation.com, click on the podcast tab. You can follow, get over the show notes. Golay is spelled G-O-L-L-E. Golay. A lot of nuggets here. You know, number one is the importance of going to events, right? Events, events, events. You probably heard it over and over again. That's when Kate went there. Uh, she saw the vision, but more importantly, it was fun. You know, you have to remember, you want to keep people in the business. It's about fun. Fun, fun, fun. She had fun and uh, she talked about the events that they do, like the Vegas trips, going to luxury yachts, board breaking, you know, and anyone can go there. And when you keep it fun, people go back there, right? Don't be that having the boss mentality, the leader mentality, boss pushing, pushing, grinding people, because that's actually the type of thing that people want to get away from, from the jobs. So keep it fun. You know, they're sponsored a follow up with six months, uh, six, actually not six months, six years a follow-up, follow-up. And remember, there's never a bad prospect, just the wrong time for the right prospect. And when it was the right time, they came in, right? And they were just at a point where they were burnt out with their chiropractic centers. And her sponsor also knew what Anthony was into. She was driven by successful people, had a special speaker coming there, just following up, invited him to go there. And then the rest is history. You know, one of the things that helped them become successful is because they treated network marketing like a real business. They took massive action and make that decision treated like a business and it just tooks off right and you know getting the rejection is is part of like building a muscle and for them it's probably easier because they were used to going into these free health checks that uh, that uh kate shared will get all these rejections rejections and it goes back to what you said an imperfect plan is better than a perfect plan that never happens. You just gotta go there and do it because you learn more by the doing you develop that muscle. The worst moment you know, her one of her best friends, bridesmaid, didn't join the business uh, because she wasn't confident. She didn't go direct. She was passive about it. You know, you, if you're listening to this, you have an awesome product, awesome company. Your friends, the people that you know, they need to hear this. Don't be passive about it. And it's not about using people. It's about really making an impact, helping people. You know, and I love what they talk about. If you're struggling with vision, have making a list of 200 reasons, right? 200 benefits, 100 benefits for you, 100 benefits for others. And when you make it about others, the vision becomes stronger. Work that muscle. Vision, sometimes you just have to sit quietly and think about, just write down, where, start dreaming where you want it to be because you ultimately are all driven by vision. Anthony shared about how he followed up with the leader, Shani Thompson, who uh, we recently interviewed about, you know, met her at an event and just established commonality, following up on Facebook and consistently follow up. If there's a lesson here, remember, the fortune is in the follow up. There's never a bad prospect, just the wrong time for the right prospect. You know, people join your mission. They join your mission movement, what you want to do. They join you. And lastly, they join the products and company. A lot of times people have it flipped up around. You got to work on yourself. And obviously you can tell from Kate and Anthony, they've invested a lot in personal development. Uh, lastly, social, you know, social media is an awesome tool. The million dollar question, if they had to start all over again, to, you know, Kate will go to social media, join interest groups where you can meet new friends. And then Anthony just do life. Do life. He shared a great example. I, he surfed during the day. And people ask you, what do you do? You the holiday? And he said, no, I just, uh, I have an online business. I do this every day. 
and that creates curiosity. But you have to have a goal to share that business. And remember, no does not mean never, but you got to get the no's. You got to go through the list. You got to take action. An imperfect plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. And it's about the zero lag time, taking massive action immediately. Hey, awesome show. Go connect with them. Go to mlnation.com. Click the podcast tab and the show notes will have all the links and the books that they recommended. They'll be right there as well. And if you like this, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It means a lot to an entire network marketing profession. Hey, I love this profession. I'm loud and proud. My name is Simon Chan. Thank you for listening. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today. Now head over to MLMNation.net for valuable recaps of every show and also to get your free training resource on how to use online duplication to grow your business. Thanks again for being a part of this amazing profession.